Hi, this is you, me, and BPD, and my name is Sean Keyes. This week I'm going to chat about um, giving up stuff, you know, giving up cigarettes, giving up drinking. I give up both cigarettes and drinking. Um, So I'm going to talk a little bit about giving up stuff because this is the time of the year when people like to uh, try and give up stuff after they overindulge. So, um, from my understanding of the mind, basically, is the mind is always in a wanting stage. That's that's the way it is. If you look at children, they want, they want, they want. All children generally want because that's how the mind develops. Is the wanting, you know, when they're um, when they're small babies, they want and they cry, and when they cry, they get what they want. And this is how the brain develops. The brain develops out of a case of wanting. When a child is born, it wants food, so it'll cry. And it realises when it cries, it gets what it wants. So from an early developmental stage, basically when a child is crying, it actually records in their brain that if I cry, I get what I want. And this kind of goes on then into uh, young toddlers and then into early children, and eventually it can, it can go further into adulthood. If um, if it's not addressed, the irony of it is, is that when the child cries, you do feed it. When the child cries, you do tend to its needs. So the child is actually developing a part of the brain that is recording and literally going, oh, if I cry, I get what I want. So when some people, some, I'm not going to say all, when some people become adults, then they continually want and the brain wants so they find it difficult to actually let go of things like say for example cigarettes so in some cases what you'll get is that you will have someone who might have to give up the cigarettes but they don't want to and that's the problem with the brain the brain um, when it's developing it's developing an awful lot longer than the the part of the brain that, say, has uh, willpower, which is the prefrontal cortex. That's the part of the brain where morals, values, ethics, and beliefs come from. So in the um, part of the brain that wants, that part of the brain has been developing since day one, whereas the prefrontal cortex it takes roughly 25 years to develop that part of the brain. Um, without trauma, which most of us never um, experience a life without trauma. So, yeah, when you understand this, when you understand that there's a part of the brain that actually wants, and it's the stronger part of the brain, you kind of look at it and go, right, there's no point in really trying to go tackling this head on. I mean, there's no real point of this because it's way too strong. You can have all the willpower you want, but... You can have the willpower, and this is my understanding of the brain, but I mean, it's always just outside waiting for that door to open, and once the door opens, it's going to rush in. So, I mean, your willpower has to be forever, and that in its own right will take away energy from any person. So, when when you're giving up something, it's very important to sit down and actually talk about it with yourself pen and paper if you want or whatever the case may be 
But to actually sit down and, and negotiate a deal, I mean, you know, I'm living in Ireland here and at the moment um, Britain is negotiating a deal, which I think is finished now, but it's it's sitting down, it's negotiating a deal on how it wants to leave the European Union. They just didn't leave. And if you look at Britain, we'll say, and the European Union, very strong-willed, You've uh, 26 states now, not 27, but 26 states. And um, Britain being, I suppose, four real countries, you know, um, or four states. But still, two of them very, very strong-willed. So they had to sit down and negotiate a deal. By the way, I'm not one bit into politics. I'm only using this as a reference um, to show how the mind works. But either way... A deal has to be made. So when you want to give up anything in life, you have to make a deal. There has to be a deal made. It's it's no... Again, I'm going to use Britain, right? Because this is where we are at the moment, even though if some people are listening to this outside of uh, Europe, it's still relevant. If Britain wanted to use force, let's just say willpower, that is the part of the brain that is strong. Right, the frontal part of the brain. Now, it is strong. Britain is strong, and I'm only using it again as a reference. But at any given stage, if they become weak or open up its borders slightly, or if any little chink in the armour happens, the rest of Europe can come in. And ironically, I think... (coughs) Excuse me. Ironically, I think that's why Britain wanted to close, is they didn't want anyone else coming. But, what happens in the brain is this. If there's no deal made, then the part of the brain that wants to continue doing what it wants to continue, it's going to keep at you. It's going to keep forcing its way in. It's going to keep forcing it until it gets what it wants. So it's very important to actually make a deal and have that deal as airtight as you can be because then you're finished, you're done with the deal. When I gave up smoking, um, I gave up drinking in 2009 and I gave up uh, smoking in 2010. So you'd be talking 10 and a half years ago, longer actually, 11 years this February. Um, but when I wanted to give up cigarettes... I literally sat down and I wrote down on a piece of paper, I'm going giving up cigarettes. And instantly my mind went, no, no way. You give up drinking. I'm not giving up cigarettes. And for people, you know, I have these diet, these uh, conversations with myself. I find them funny. Um, everyone else does. I'm just being honest about it. Everyone else has conversations with themselves, but I'm just kind of more open about it. But anyway, when I wanted to give up cigarettes, I literally sat down and went, right, I'm giving up cigarettes. And my brain went, no, you give up drinking. So, but like, it's, you know, I'm getting, you know, I'm not happy with them and all that. But my brain was like, no, no, not happening. I want these. You give up drinking. You're not giving up everything else. I'll be left with nothing. And that's the thing about the brain. It just wants, doesn't it? Eventually, I had to sit down um, and go through a proper discussion to want for a better word and the thing that won it for me was this i love smoking 
I still love smoking, even though I haven't smoked in 10 years, nearly 11 years. I don't take away the fact that I love it. So I'm not trying to take away that fact from my brain. Because my brain knows I love smoking. It, so there's no point in me saying I don't love it. Because then it knows there's a little chink in the armour. I'll get him eventually. So I still love smoking. I just don't smoke. And the thing about it is this. When I sat down with my brain and I went, right, look. I'm getting tired, which is true. And when I get tired, I'm a nightmare because I can't control my emotions. And I'm going to get into trouble then. So realistically speaking, that's me getting into trouble when I get tired. So I had to look at that in a logical way and actually go, right, in fairness, I am getting tired from the cigarettes. They're making me more tired. And I had to look at that and go, right, okay, I'm going to have to stop these then. Now, my brain didn't instantly go, perfect, this is great. The thing about what I've learned about the mind is this. Don't take away from the mind unless you're going to give it something. And that's how negotiations happen. There isn't a negotiation on the planet that happens with one side getting everything they want. Generally, both sides have to put up on the table what they want to give and one side agrees and the other side agrees. So when I was giving up um, the cigarettes, I made a deal with myself. So basically what I said was, I will go to any concert, because I love concerts. I will go to any concert that I want to go to. And that was a big deal clencher, if you want to call it a deal clencher between me and myself and I, is that I love concerts so much that when I actually suggested the fact that I will go to any concert, at the end of the day, I was going to be saving money. You know, I was smoking 20 a day back then, and I think, um, as far as I remember, they were around 7 euros, we'll say. So that's uh, 7 sevens is 49, so we'll say 50 euros a week. So that's 2,600 euros a year. So that's plenty of money for any kind of concerts you want to go to. So when I actually suggested that, and I said, look, I go to any concert, any concert at all, my mind instantly let go because it was getting something else. And that's the thing about the mind is willpower is fantastic, but it's only fantastic until you have the will to use that power. But when your will has gone weak, your primal part of your mind will jump in instantly and it will get you. And that's how it works. It's, it's, it's not that it's going anywhere. It's part of you. It's always going to be there. It's always going to be just waiting there. Once your will drops, then you're back smoking again. You're back drinking or whatever the case may be. And that's an understanding to have is that once you realize that when you try and will something, you're not going to get too far when that will is gone because your mind is instantly just going to go back to its old habits. And again, I'm going to say that. I'm not just going to say again. I didn't say that. Smoking is a habit because when I gave up smoking... I got no withdrawal symptoms. I got no anger. I got no moodiness because I literally made a good deal. I said that to my mind. Listen, you know, we all know it's a habit. We all know this is just basically a habit. I don't want any withdrawal symptoms. I don't want any of that shit. I'm either giving up the smoking or not. But if I give you the concerts and all everything else, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about smoking, you know. And I literally got no withdrawal symptoms. Now, 
that's all in the mind. Of course it is. Everything is in the mind. Nothing is without the mind. So I made a deal with myself to make sure and not get withdrawal symptoms. And of course, my mind is strong enough to do that sort of thing. The mind is unnaturally strong when you actually, you can work with it, negotiate deals with it. See, every day people, I suppose, like myself, who have um, borderline personality disorder, they're always trying to will the mind, will it into submission. And they get this burst of energy and they think they can, you know, will the mind. But again, the mildness and about, you won't will it down. Once it gets a certain sense of freedom, it'll go. You know, look at any animal that's trapped. Once they get a certain sense of freedom, they'll be gone back to their natural environment if, if that presented itself to them. So, when I actually gave the case of... Um, presenting the concerts, which was a big deal for me. My mind instantly let go, and I've never smoked since. I've never I've never craved a cigarette since. Even though I love them, and I can go outside now if people are smoking in Ireland, you don't smoke inside in, in bars or restaurants. And if they're going outside, I can go out and join them, and I actually love the smell of smoking um, without wanting to have to um, put one into my mouth. So because I made a good deal with my mind, and this is all personal to me, this is not universal around the world, I'm going to give my experiences again. This is not the end all and being all of giving up cigarettes. I can only share my own experiences. And that's all I'm doing. They're mine. They're unique to me. But once I actually made a good deal with my mind and sat down properly and negotiated it like an adult where I was offering my mind something substantial, my mind let go. It instantly let go, because that's what the mind will do. The mind will let go of something, if something else is better. There was a massive case study about um, people doing heroin in um, the Vietnam War, and they didn't really know they were going to do a case study, but... The case study was such that when people came home from Vietnam, some of them just went back to their lives, even though they were using heroin over in Vietnam. And the American government realized that some of these people just literally got off the plane, got debriefed and went back to their lives. And they couldn't understand why, that they weren't addicted to heroin so what they did is they actually done one of the largest studies on the planet about um, addiction, not knowing that the Vietnam War was going to be the, purp- the purpose of it, I suppose, if you want to call a better word for it. But when they interviewed everybody and asked them, you know, you got debriefed, you went back to your life, what, what are you doing? As it turned out, most people that just got off the plane, got debriefed and went back to their life, they had something better to come back to. They had, they were big into their exercising, they were big into their food, they were big into their family. They all had these one things in common where they had something better to come home to compared to the Vietnam War. Those that came from very difficult backgrounds that led very traumatic lives and um, led lives where they didn't have much to look forward to they ended up being addicted to the heroin because the heroin relieved their pain. And again, if you look at that in its own way, that's again the mind. The mind, when it gets a substance into it like heroin, will go, ah, oh, 
this is better than what I'm used to. And so people will find it very hard to let go of that. When realistically what it is, is in my opinion, and from the study in America, is the mind just won't let go of something unless it has something better to come to. So when you're trying to give up anything in life, in my opinion, you have to present it. You have to present the mind with something that it has something to go to. And if you don't, the chances of giving that something up are going to be very minimal because the mind, why would it let go of something like that? It just will not let go of anything. It has no reason to let go of. So letting go of something is really, or giving up anything, should I say, is really a negotiation deal, in my opinion, that you must negotiate something with the mind. You have to bring something to the table and negotiate a good enough deal that it's actually willing to let go of that one thing that you want to let go of. I mean, instantly I gave up the drink. I never drank since, never will drink again. I completely deformed my hand, unfortunately. Um, and I gave up the drink. That's something that would never happen again. It was so severe that I just wouldn't even dream of drinking again. But so, again, the laws of physics and science is one force has to be stronger than another. Or with the human brain, we work off basically pain and pleasure. So... The pain of something must be greater than the other thing in order for it to stop. And that's a huge thing. If the pain of one thing is not greater than the other, the brain won't let go of that. I mean, the pain of putting your hand into a fire is so severe that the warmth that the fire gives is not good enough. Or else you'd keep your hand in the fire. And that's how it works. The pain of one thing. I mean, I've tried and tried and tried to give up sweets and sugar and all that sort of stuff. And... um the pain the the pain and pleasure of that i i fail i do fail constantly you know to be honest with you i do fail constantly with stuff like that because the pain and pleasure does not outweigh i mean that's the way the, the mind works so giving up something in my opinion is basically a negotiation deal if you're trying to give up anything you must first have something better for it to do and if you don't have anything to, for it to do, I mean, if you've nothing to come to the mind and say, listen, I want to give this up. I really think I should give it up. And the mind doesn't want to give it up. If you don't have anything to present to that negotiation deal, I would I would believe it's going to be very hard to give up whatever you want to give up unless something is better. You know, and I mean, again, with the mind, it's as simple as this. The mind watched. Yes, is a very, um, we'll say, how am I going to word this? These are all off the cuff, so uh, you have to apologise. Plus, my throat is still not better. So uh, if my voice isn't great, that's down to uh, a viral infection. Um, if you If your mind is left alone, it's going to do its own thing. So an unwatched child will do what they want. A watched child will only do what you want because you're watching it. But when you go away, the child is going to go back doing what it wants. If you can negotiate a deal with a child, that they will stop doing what they want to do and do what you want to do, you have to present something that's better for them. Or unless when you're out of sight, they're going to go back and do what they want to do. That's how the mind works. That's how... You know, I'm kind of veering off here into children, I suppose. But that's how children, 
Yes, there'll be great and there'll be um, manners and all this sort of stuff, of course, when you're watching them. But if that's not what they want to do, they're going to do what they want to do when you're gone. You know, so negotiating a deal with children also is a fantastic thing because their little minds are in a wanting stage too. So if you can actually negotiate a deal with them, you know, negotiate a deal that gives them something more than what they want to perform an act that uh, you don't want them to do, we'll say, or not perform an act, you have to present something better. Generally, if you uh, present a child with, um, if you do this, then this is the punishment. As soon as you're gone, they're going to do it. Because, I mean, the punishment is just while you're there, whereas the wanting will always be greater than the punishment. That's why most people do what they do behind closed doors. Um, Nobody can see. And children are no different. Their little minds are in a wanting stage. So when you want to give up something, from my understanding of the brain, from what I understand of my own brain and how strong-willed it is and how strong-willed I am, but I always will um, lose because the primal part of the brain is the strongest part of the brain. I need to negotiate a good deal. And negotiating a good deal is one of the best things, in my experience, you can do with the mind, that you can actually sit down and negotiate I want to give up, we'll say, smoking, as I did. When I negotiated a good deal, that my, you instantly know. Once your brain accepts it, you instantly know. I mean, if I went back smoking, I could easily not buy concert tickets. That's something I could easily do. So my brain knew this. My brain knew, you know, if I go back smoking, then there's no concerts. And I knew that, and my brain knew that. So... There is no we, but if to uh, put context into it, I I knew when I was giving up um, smoking that I would not buy a concert ticket. And that's important. It's, there's no point in trying to fool yourself with, no, I won't go to concerts and then buy concert tickets. You're getting the, you're getting both once without any um, any deal being struck, really. So it's important when you're striking a deal with yourself to actually... Be realistic. You'll know instantly if it's going to work. You'll know if you're going to actually follow through with it, you know. So, this week's podcast is very small because my throat is sore. And, um, again, I hope hope this bit of knowledge helps. And uh, thanks very much for listening.